Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast episode, or I should say our podcast. Uh, we have Andy Evenson with us today. Hey, Andy. Hey, Gabor. How's, how's it going? Good, good, good. We got Andy on the, on the phone. Sometimes, you know, some of the artists are in the studio, and uh, most often everybody's, you know, sc scattered out in the country. But uh, <laughs> right now we're going we're gonna to do this over the phone. I think the audio should be good, uh, good enough. Uh, the the cool. topic today is... Is, is masking uh, in watercolor. Obviously, Andy's a watercolor painter, but uh, and it's not a controversial subject. It's just what, what is your f thoughts on, on using the liquid frisket or masking or whichever way you want to, you know, um, phrase it? Yeah, um, that's, a, that's a good question. Yeah, that liquid, liquid frisket or masking fluid. Uh, I've never really been a fan personally, um, uh, especially you know, most of the students want to loosen up a little bit, right? And I just, mm -hmm. I, I really believe that using masking fluid um, just kind of lends itself to a tighter painting style. Uh, most most artists who are doing, you know, a lot more of the kind of hyper-realism, still lifes and that kind of thing, mm -hmm. use masking fluid to um, preserve their highlights and things like that. But if you're going to try and loosen up with your painting style, I tell the students, there's nothing wrong with um, creating that negative shape, you know, painting around a shape, leaving that light shape. And and if it's a little bit incorrect, that adds, you know, to that energy or that looseness of the painting. Um, and, and so I much prefer to do that than, than just, you know, constantly being, you know, using the, the masking fluid to create these positive shapes that you then rub off and fill in later. Mm -hmm. uh, but that, that kind of neat balance of positive negative shapes um, in the paintings is... Uh, again, it just kind of adds a nice looseness and energy to the work, I think. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the idea of painting through things rather than up to them, kind of that, yeah. in a way, you, yeah. you, um, there's something about exactly. that when you stop versus painting through kind of concept. Yeah. yeah. When I teach a workshop, I usually start with a couple of simple little exercises, and one of them is I just... I usually just give them a, a shape, you know, to paint. Sometimes it's a figure or a building or, you know, an animal or something. Mm -hmm. And I tell them just, you just paint it like a silhouette with one, you know, flat color. And then I have them just using that as the reference. I say, try and recreate that shape. Only now imagine it as a white shape in front of a dark background and paint that mm -hmm. dark background. And, you know, don't worry about the results. It's just practice. But yeah, creating those, those good convincing negative shapes is, is a big, big deal in watercolor and it's very unique to the medium of watercolor because we the transparency of it you know we don't paint our lights we create our lights by painting dark shapes around them and um, so it's, it's important to practice you know painting those good convincing negative shapes i think mm -hmm. but there are artists out there uh watercolor artists that that do use it and they can have good results it's just a matter of how you use oh, it yeah. right kind of thing yeah you know if you want to i mean yeah you can use it for um, you know, beneficial for uh, masking out like birch trees and things like that mm -hmm. in a landscape or something. But um, again, that, that whole, um, and it goes back to even when uh, one of my pet peeves in watercolor painting is when people paint the backgrounds and they leave their figures as white holes in the painting mm -hmm. and then they come back and kind of fill them in mm -hmm. later. Mm -hmm. Like they're like they're cut out and pasted on. They're just another shape in the landscape. And if you if you do that, they're not connected to their to the surroundings at all. You know, typically what I, again, I point out to my students is 
you know, if you want to make it look like the figure is walking in the landscape and not just standing there, it's important that they have some lost edges mm-hmm. uh, or an area that's merging a little bit or the legs are a little bit unfinished with a dry brush stroke. And you're not going to get that if you use masking fluid. It's these solid holes. And then you got to try and come back later with a little brush and soften edges and fix them. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, it depends on the style of painting you want to do. But I, I think... You know, if you're, if you're going to be doing more accurate, you know, realistic work, it's beneficial. Uh, but if you're going to try and loosen up a little bit in your painting, I, I don't uh, see much need for it. So you almost have to kind of, like, I know with watercolor, you kind of, I think people try to control it too much. We're kind of sometimes going back to that issue and, and uh, it, it, it seems forced. And that's, so that's why you're trying to say you want that fluidity in your work, uh, the poetry mm-hmm. and, and, and masking stuff just, becomes it's it makes it look like a little bit more illustrative can right it's just it yeah stops yep, the, exactly that's a good way to put it a little bit more illustrative i think yeah um yeah it's just a, it's a little bit more pre-planned kind of a look to things mm-hmm. um if you're doing that and um yeah i just i prefer to just yeah. limit myself to the to the brush and the paper as much as i can yeah and <laughs> what happens when you don't have the mascoid right like well i can't do it kind of yeah. thing right so it's it's a, exactly. it becomes you a crutch yourself right <laughs> yep yep exactly mm-hmm. um so yeah and like i said it's not uh, it takes a little bit of practice but um it, it's amazing uh, when i have my students do that like i said in a workshop after just a couple of lessons like that or exercises already they're, mm-hmm. they're improving about it you know when they're paying attention to that kind of thing so no it's good so andy's giving you yep. or permission in a way to get away from the <laughs> the, the masking yes. of stuff so if you're listening you have andy uh andy's blessing right now exactly uh, yeah that's great great stuff i mean of course we can there's so many other subjects we can talk about it uh but uh thank you andy for sharing your knowledge on on this uh on this topic yeah you bet my pleasure thanks Igor. Um, if you guys are uh, interested in learning more from Andy, uh, he teaches an online course with us. If you go to TucsonArtAcademyOnline.com, um, you will see, depending on when you're visiting, but we have three enrollments a year, one in uh, March, July, and in, in November, and the specific dates are on, on the website. It's a 365-day, it's a full-year mentorship. It's not a workshop, we like to call it a mentorship, because you're, uh, you're with Andy um, through the internet, obviously. It's an online course, and he'll, he'll, uh, you're uploading images to him, and he's, he's going over it. He's giving you guidance throughout the year, and we just, we just love this format because it's, it takes time to, to learn about art. Um, um, we love physical workshops, but sometimes that four or five days is a little, little bit too, uh, too short. So check out his uh, online uh, course at Tucson Art Academy Online. And also, we do have a digital download series from from Andy. If you just want to watch him paint, we also have that at our website. So thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.